Hello, I'm Scott Millis, senior pastor here at Living Word Family Church, and I'd like to welcome you to our podcast. We want to thank you for joining us today, and we hope that today's message encourages you and equips you in your walk with Christ. Here's today's message. Hey, folks. Welcome to Wednesday night. So good to be alive in Jesus. I hope you're doing well tonight. I'll tell you what, it just blesses me to know that God loves us so much that he gave his life for us, his son, Jesus. And uh, we need to know him in a greater way. Amen. We just lost, I shouldn't say lost, uh, a sister, dear sister in the Lord, Noreen McGade, passed on Monday. And, you know, the Bible tells us to be absent from the body, Paul said, is to be present with the Lord. And he said it was far better. And so we know we're just passing through this life, but we have, we have a guarantee that Jesus paid the price, that we know him, those that know him would live eternally with him and the Father in heaven. Heaven is a real place. And so we th- we're thankful, I'm thankful tonight. I pray you're thankful. Oh, I'll tell you what, it's important to be thankful for what God has done for us, amen? The world's, the world's in a mess, but he's called us for such a time as this. He's called us to stand in the gap and be, be a blessing to others. You know, pray and believe him for greater things. And we're not to shrink back and get so caught up in all the, all the things going on in the world that we can't hear his voice and, and live in his presence. Now, the last few weeks I've been talking about being, first of all, living spirit-filled or living in the spirit. But tonight I want to talk to you about living in his presence. Listen, there's, it's so absolute necessary that we live in his presence. In, your, in his presence, and I'll read some other scriptures here in a minute, but everything we need from God comes in his presence. If you have his presence, you'll be in the anointing, and the anointing will destroy the yoke of bondage. You'll hear his voice. You'll be able to be led by his spirit to do the things he's called us to do. Listen, you can be a Christian just ex- what. What, uh, what is that? Just to accept Jesus Christ and for what he said he'd done or what the Bible says he's done and accept him. But you, that doesn't mean you're living in the presence of God and in a place where it, you know we need to be. And so on Monday night at Monday night prayer meeting, I, uh, just before that, I was talk, thinking about these things, about living in his presence, because every time as a, as a group or individually we get in his presence, God begins to do things. We had some tremendous services here the last couple, three weeks on Sunday. And a week and a half ago, we got in his presence and he began to move and he set people free, brought strongholds down, did all kinds of things. And so that's what we want to do. We want to live in his presence. But I thought of this scripture, which to me kind of speaks of uh, how we need to be. And it's over in Exodus 33. And it's where Moses is the leader of, of the Israelites. And God has told them he wants them to leave Sinai. And, and I'll just read part of this. It's a little bit more reading than I would normally do, but that's okay. He said, then the Lord said to Moses, depart and go up from here, you and the people with whom you have brought out of the land of Egypt to the land of which I will give a sword to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob saying uh, to your descendants, I will give it. And I will send my angel before you, and I will drive out the Canaanites and the Amorites and the Hittites and the Parasites and the Hivites and the Jebusites, and go up to a land flowing with milk and honey. And I will not go 
I will not go up with you in your midst, lest I consume you from your, for you are stiff-necked people. How I many of you know when you don't obey God, you become stiff-necked? We're to obey God, what he tells us to do. And when the people heard that bad news, they mourned and no one put on his, uh, his ornaments. For the Lord said to Moses, say to the children of Israel, you are a stiff-necked people. I could, not, I could come up into your midst in one moment and consume you. Now, therefore, I take off, uh, take off your ornaments that I may know what you to do to you. So the children of uh, uh, took off those things, began to worship God, it says. Moses took his, took his tent and pitched it outside the camp, far from the camp, and called it the tabernacle of meeting. And it came to pass that everyone who sought the Lord went to the tabernacle of meeting, which was outside the camp. So it was, whenever Moses went out to the tabernacle, that all the people rose, and each man stood at his tent, door and watched Moses until he had gone into the tabernacle. And it came to pass when Moses entered the tabernacle that the pillar of cloud descended and stood at the door of the tabernacle and the Lord talked with Moses. And it goes on to say, all the people saw the pillar of the cloud standing at the tabernacle and all the people rose and worshiped each man in his tent door. So it goes on and it says, so the Lord spoke to, uh, spoke to Moses face to face as a man speaks to his friend. Now, Moses was a friend of God. I hope you call yourself a friend of God. You know what constitute being a friend of God? Jesus said it best. If you do what I command you, you'll be my friend. Amen. It goes on to say face to face and he would return to the camp. But his servant Joshua, the son of Nun, a young man, did not depart from the tabernacle. Then Moses said to the Lord, Listen, if you're in his presence, if you, if you know God, you can begin to talk to God, but you have to listen. See, you said to me, bring up this people, but you have, you have not let me know whom you will send with me. Yet you have said, I know you by name, and you have found, also found grace in my sight. Listen, Moses found, and God knew Moses by name. He knows your name. And you can find grace as well as Moses did. Now, therefore, I pray, if I have found grace in your sight, show me now your way that I might know you and, and that I may find grace in your sight and consider that this nation is your people. Now, he's, Moses is interceding for the people. He's standing in a gap. Listen, this is some of our responsibility today, amen? We're to stand in a gap for the lost, the hurting, the dying, the sign, and we're to stand in a gap for those that, that may have accepted Christ but aren't walking with him, amen? And he said, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. Then he said to him, now this is Moses speaking, if your presence does not go with us, do not bring us up from here. You can be a Christian, but if you're not walking in his presence, we don't want to go without his presence. We don't want to go without his spirit moving and, and flowing in our life. Amen? And then it goes on to say, for how is it that it would be known that your people and I have found grace in your sight except you go with us? So we shall be separate, your people and I, from all the people who are upon the face of the earth. So the Lord said to Moses, I will also do this thing that you have spoken, for you have found grace in my sight, and I know your name. Wow. Say this with me. He knows my name. 
He knows my name. But you may never understand that until you get into his presence and begin to believe that. Then Moses said, I would, and Moses asked that he would show him his glory. And he says, I will, I will make it uh, all my goodness pass before you, and I will proclaim the name of the Lord before you. And I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious, and I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. Listen, this story is so important. Now, when we receive Jesus, we receive the presence of God. We receive the spirit of God, but we want that spirit to manifest in our life on a regular basis. And, and so it's Moses knew, recognized how important it was to have God's presence. We should too. Amen? Amen. Over in, in the uh, Psalm 16, 11, there's benefits to being in the presence of the Lord. But it says, in your presence is fullness of joy. Well, you know, the, the Bible also says the joy of the Lord is our strength. Amen? When you get in his presence, you can get strength because you'll have the joy of the Lord. And in the Passion uh, Translation, it says this, because of you, I know the path of life. Because of you. You know, before I got saved, before I knew Jesus, or before I accepted him as my Lord and Savior, I'd been to church. I, I, knew, I always tell people I knew enough about Jesus more than many people in, in, the, in the church, but I didn't know him. I didn't know him. There's a difference, you understand, that to know about him or to know him. So when I accepted him, uh, he put me on the path of life. Uh, before that, I was on my path of my own way of doing things, my own way of wanting to do things. But it goes on to say, as I taste the fullness of joy in your presence, that's where it's at, joy is in his presence, at your right hand or right side, I experience divine pleasures forevermore. Where's those divine pleasures found? In the presence of the Lord. Amen. So that's why we should be seeking him. Over in uh, Psalm uh, 140 verse 13 says, Surely the righteous shall give thanks to your name. The upright shall dwell in your presence. Amen. We've been made upright because of what Jesus has done. We need to begin to experience uh, his presence. You know, I, we had a, a, our small group earlier today, and we're doing a, a series on what Robert Morris, Pastor Robert Morris, on frequency, and it's about hearing the voice of God. Well, listen, we need to slow down and begin to hear the voice of God because in that presence of where he's at, you can hear him. A lot of people can't hear him, so they, they live their life any which way they want. Now, oh yeah, you ask him, oh yeah, I believe in Jesus, and I, I go to church, but that is, there's more to that, my friends, more to it than what, what that is. But over in Psalm 27, I want, to, I want you to, if you have your Bibles, turn to that. I'm going to turn to some scriptures tonight. I didn't write all these down. A lot of times I write these down so I can just read them off real quick. But to, I want you to hear this, this uh, Psalm of David in Psalm 27, one of my favorite Psalms. It says, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked came against me to eat up my flesh, my enemies and foes, they stumbled and fell. Though an army may encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war may rise against me, in this I will be confident. One thing, listen to this, one thing I have desired of the Lord. Wow, this is an important thing right here. That I, might, that I will seek, that's the thing I'm going to seek, 
that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life and behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. Listen, if you're living in the house or the presence of the Lord is what he's talking about. I want to live in the presence of the Lord. I don't want to just be going to church. I want to live in his presence. And you know we can do that. He is no respecter of persons. He's not withholding his presence from you. He's, in fact, he's encouraging us to get into, into his presence. And listen, you know, in Hebrews it says he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. If you diligently seek his presence, you'll begin to find his presence. He'll begin to manifest to you in a greater way. And when he gets there, like I said, it'll bring an anointing. <laughs> what does an anointing do? The anointing of the Lord will destroy the yokes of bondage. In Jesus' name, amen. And it goes on to say, for in this time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion. And, and in the secret place of his tabernacle, he shall hide me. He shall set me high upon a rock. And now my head shall be lifted up above my en all my enemies around me. Therefore, I will offer sacrifices of joy in his tabernacle. I will sing, I will sing praises to the Lord. Now, I kind of shifted a little bit how we get into the presence of God. This is vital. You know, we had a, a great uh, service, a move of the Spirit of God a week and a half ago. Now, every time we come to church, you, and if you're going to church somewhere, even if it's here, I hope it's here. But if it's not, if it's another church, you need to expect God to speak to people, speak to you, speak, work through you and see things. He's called, he's told us we could have signs, wonders, and miracles. But what, there was a great time of praising and worshiping God. And there was a couple words that went forward. One of them was that the Lord instructed me to give a word about if you worship me, it will begin to pull down strongholds and it'll begin to uh, bring deliverances. And it'll bring, I forget the whole thing that I said, but we went back into worshiping God. And then, and then uh, uh, one of our praise leader, Emily, she got down and prayed for a whole group of people that were suffering for, from different things, especially depression and, and worry and anxiety and all these things. Listen, these things are real and we need, to, we need to be, but in his presence, it was by being in his presence. It didn't just come in and sing a few songs, hear a message and get up and go home. We entered into his presence and we can do that on a regular basis, individually and corporately. And it's especially important that when we do it individually, we can get into it and with corporately, amen? And, and you know this story, I wrote down some different scriptures, but over in Philippians, how many of you know Paul, <laughs> Paul was constantly seeking the things of God. And, and in Philippians uh, chapter three, what did I write down there? Yeah, three, here's Paul, and he's, he's done all these marvelous things and, and uh, for the Lord. And, but that doesn't mean anything to him. If you begin to read in chapter three about who he was and what he was before and, and his pedigree and, and uh, you know, all these things. But he said, all those things I count as, uh, as rubbish. This is what it says another way in, in King James. But I count as rubbish that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ. The, the righteousness is which was is God by faith. And it says that I might know him. Wow. I don't want just a superficial uh, uh, identity with him. I want to know him. I want to have a, 
an experience with him. I want to know his presence that I might know him and, uh, uh, and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being conformed to his death. Now listen, this is what always gets me. If Paul, he's going to go on to say, I haven't attained yet. We're living in a day where we haven't attained everything that God has for us. It's a, it's a journey. We keep pressing forward. And here's what he says in verse 12. Not that I've already attained or am already perfected, but I press on that I might lay hold of that which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. And he goes on to say, brethren, I do not count myself to apprehended, but one thing, what, what did the psalmist say? One thing he wanted. One thing I do, forgetting those things that lie behind, things that which are behind, and reaching forward to the things that are ahead. Listen, reach forward to his presence. Reach forward to what the Spirit of God has for us today. Don't sit back and say, well, I've done what I'm supposed to do. No, you keep pressing forward until you take your last breath. <laughs> You know, there's something that he would have you to do. And it, and when you get in his presence and be obedient, you know why Jesus could would go forth and do all he said, I only do the things I hear the Father say, I only do the things I see the Father do. Why was that? He got in his presence, and when he went out and do things, he already knew what he was going to do because he'd already seen it and already heard it. Amen? Amen. He said, and Paul goes on to say, I press towards the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. That should be our desire today. Get in his presence, hear his voice, be led by his spirit, and then be obedient. You know, it's so important to be obedient. You know, God has told, uh, told each one of us things. He's given us his will, but there, if we never hear his voice or not obedient, you know, let me, let me just say this. If God's told you to do some things and you've been disobedient, you're probably not going to go much further. You're probably going to be stuck until you go back and repent and ask him to say, Lord, I'm just going to do what you've called me to do. Amen? Amen. Over in uh, Psalm 100, these are some scriptures that, that, that are so important because Psalm 100 says this, and it's, it's, it's uh, a psalm of uh, Lord's faithfulness to his people. He says, make a joyful shout to the Lord, all you lands. In other words, get in as his presence. How do we do that? By praising him. Serve the Lord with gladness. Listen, this isn't hard to serve the Lord. What's hard is doing our own thing and, and, and hope, trying to attach the Lord to it. Get, in biz, get busy for the kingdom. Get doing something. Put your hand to the plow. Don't turn back, amen? Do something. Get involved in the church. If you haven't been doing anything in the church or for the church, even though you're going, you're missing it, my friends, you're missing it. And it goes on to say, come before his presence with singing. Wow, come before, you know, like, I like what Keith Moore says, everybody can sing, not everybody should record. <laughs> it's important, right? But it says, know that the Lord, he is God. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he, it is he who has made us and not ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. In that series we're doing with Robert Morris, he, his title of this first thing was, I am a sheep. Why? My sheep hear my voice and they follow me and they'll follow no other. That's why we need to know who he is, amen? It says, enter his gates with thanksgiving. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Be thankful. <laughs> Let, 
read Psalm 107. It'll tell you about being thankful. Amen. And then enter his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. I, I tell people uh, frequently, and I have to tell myself, if you get down and depressed and worried and uh, anxious about life, begin to praise God. Praise will drive back the enemy and he encompasses, God encompasses the praises of his people. In other words, he'll fill you up right away. And it goes on to say, be thankful to him and bless his name for the Lord is good. His mercy in, is everlasting and his truth endures to all, say all, all generations. That means it didn't pass away. It's still operative today. Everything he gave that first church uh, the original church, he's still doing today. This was his, uh, what he's told us to do. Now, I'm going to quickly say, uh, talk about this, about Paul and Silas in, in Acts chapter number 16. Now, you know the story, many of you do. If you don't, go read Acts chapter 16. And in Acts chapter 16, Paul or Silas had, uh, Paul had just spoken uh, to a, a young girl that was being used by some people that were trying to make money. And, and he cast the devil out of her. Well, the religious people of the day didn't care for that. And so they complained. And, and what happened is, is Paul and Silas got beat. <laughs> I mean, you, today we'd be so complaining. Well, they beat me. Why are they doing that? No, they got beat for doing something good. Amen. That girl was set free. But they got beat and thrown into the, the, the lowest stocks of the prison. And it says in verse 25 of, of chapter 16, but at midnight, now midnight to me could be whatever you're going through, your tough place, the hard place. Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God and the prisoners were listening to them. And it says, suddenly there was a great earthquake that, so that the foundations of the prison were shaken and immediately all the doors were opened and every chain, everyone's chains were loosed. Suddenly, there was a great earthquake. What do you think brought that on? What do you think brought on the move of God in that place? Was it griping and complaining or was it praising and worshiping God? It brought his presence. It brought the presence of the Spirit of God in that place that a great earthquake came and, and what it goes on to say, and the keeper of the prison awaking from sleep and seeing the prison doors open, supposing the prisoners had fled, drew his sword and was about to kill himself because he knew he was in trouble. But Paul called with a loud voice, do yourself no harm for we are all here. Then he called for a light, ran in and fell down trembling before Paul and Silas. And he brought them out and said, sirs, what must I do to be saved? Listen, when you're in the presence of God, when you're following the, after the spirit of God, you're going to have people ask you, what is it different about you? What, what can, you know, and you can bring a different atmosphere. You can bring an atmosphere of the presence of God in every situation. These were guys were in prison. They were in a hard way. And yet they begin to praise God right in the middle of their trouble. Amen. And it goes on to say, and he brought them out and said, what must I do to be saved? Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved, you and your household. Then he spoke the word of the Lord to him. And, and to all that were in the house. And he took them at the same hour at the night and washed their stripes. And immediately he and his family were baptized. Now, when he had brought them into the house, he set food before them and he rejoiced having believed in God with all his household. Listen, you can change the atmosphere uh, around you by the presence of God. In his presence, there's everything we need. 
joy, peace, deliverance, uh, forgiveness, gifts of the Spirit, <laughs> miracles. Listen, that's what we're pushing for in our church here at Living Word Family Church is signs, wonders, miracles. But I'm going to tell you how we're going to get them. We're going to get them by getting in his presence. In his presence, there's fullness of joy and pleasures forevermore. Now, you can go over and read some other stuff. Psalm 50 talks about in his presence. And, and there's a whole group of uh, uh, scriptures, in, in, especially in the Psalms, talking about rejoicing and entering into his uh, place of uh, presence. Just do what you know to do. Worship God. Magnify God. Thank him for his goodness, his kindness, and thank him that he gives his presence to those that desire and seek him. Amen? Amen. So let's pray. Father, we thank you. In your presence is fullness of joy. I pray for everyone out there in the sound of my voice tonight. May not have any joy. May not have what they, what they need. Maybe they're going through a hard place. But I, I would encourage them as I would pray this, that they would praise and worship you and magnify you because that's what brings the presence of God is when we worship and magnify you. And then they would be in a place where they could hear your voice. And I thank you, Lord. Joy, unspeakable and full of glory will fill the lives of the people that, that, that begin to do that. We thank you that you never left us helpless and hopeless, but you've given us your Holy Spirit to lead and guide us into all truth. And we're to hear your voice in this day and this hour so we can be not only blessed ourselves, but to bless others. And we just give you praise for that tonight in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Well, it's good to be here on a Wednesday night. We'll see you next time. Thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. And if you enjoyed today's message, consider sharing it with a friend. For more content and information about Living Word, check out our website at livingwordfamily.org. And remember to live the gospel and preach the gospel.